Welcome to episode 15 of the Principal Cast Podcast, hosted by myself, Teresa Stagger, Jessica Johnson, and Dr. Spike Cook. Principal Cast is a weekly roundtable discussion about current topics in educational leadership. For more information, please visit principalcast.com. There are many more ways and great ways to contact Principal Cast. You can email us at info at principalcast.com. You can find us at the hashtag PrincipalCast or at PrincipalCast, or you can subscribe to both our audio and video feeds on iTunes. So tonight's topic is using Evernote to stay organized. And we're pretty excited about this because while Jessica and I and Jeff, Mr. Jeff Bradbury are very seasoned um, Evernote users, Dr. Spike Cook, uh, Dr. Spike Cook uh, is new to Evernote. So we are very excited to teach him about it. We are also very excited to be back uh, after the long break and back um, after the great show last week. Um, so with Mr. Eric Scheninger. So we are we are ready to go. And so let's start with our weekly uh, with our weekly goings. What's been happening? Jessica Johnson. All right. Well, something positive. First of all, last week we had our tech showcase at our school district. Um, we had, I think, 20 sessions that were led by teachers and students and just um, people could go to four different sessions throughout the night, um, see ways we're using technology, learn some new tools for themselves. Um, uh, so it was a really exciting night. Uh, pretty good turnout for um, you know, a Monday night in the winter with a blizzard on the way. Um, and then we had some really awesome prizes for people that came, like the grand prize was an iPad with an OtterBox. Very cool. Wow. Um, so that's my something positive. I have to share something negative. If you followed me on Twitter today, you'll see that um, I started my day out very badly. I uh, woke up to find that my iPad had died quietly within the night. Oh. And so I had to restore it back to factory settings and I got nothing back from my iCloud backup. And so uh, I'm behind on life, but that's okay. Is it your work, your it. work iPad, Jess? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but fortunately, almost everything I do is in the cloud, like in Evernote. So I have not lost anything like that. If you, if I would have been using just my notepad in my iPad, Spike, I don't know if you do that, but I lost all, all of those notes. So a I'm A great safe. reason to have Evernote. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Very good. And people can't see our view, but I just need to say right now that I keep seeing like two of me and it's kind of I know, weird. weird. I know. And there's a delay between what we're doing and what's coming. So it's, there's a little throw off. So we're, we're trying out some new things tonight. Jeff's got some pretty, some pretty sweet setups happening. Um, she, he's got, he's got us set up through YouTube. So people on iPads can view it now. Um, we've all got new gear. We've got some cameras and, and some microphones. So we're, we're all kind of dealing with some new things right now. So if we seem a little off or confused, that's probably why. Spike, what about you? What's new and exciting? Well, I'm really excited to hear that Jess did the uh, tech showcase because we have a tech showcase that we do, but it's usually later on in the spring. Uh, so th I think those things are really cool. And we do it over at our, our middle school where we have a bunch of uh, teachers throughout the district, district uh, who help support students. Students are the ones that do all the showcase uh, for the tech showcase. But I guess my exciting thing to share this week is I'm in the third week of my 365 blogging challenge, and it is quite an undertaking to say the least. Um, 
So every morning I'm making sure that my, my blogs are going out. But what it's done is it's been awesome because I'm, it might sound ironic, but the more I'm writing, the more I'm actually reading from other people because I'm getting sent different ideas and different things to share out. So it actually makes it a lot easier and more palatable. And, but it just, I have to stay organized. So I'm hoping that maybe tonight I'm going to learn something about staying more organized and how maybe Evernote could help me with this. <laughs> I think that you probably will. <laughs> this is, um, this is a, a very, you know, we were, Jess and I were, were discussing with Spike how he's, how he's taken on this blogging challenge. Uh, it's, it's amazing, Spike. I don't know how you're doing. There's no I way know. I would even attempt. No, I couldn't do it. I'm, I'm going for three a week and just hoping that it works with that. Like I am going for three a month. <laughs> Spike, Spike, are you writing them all every day or are you writing multiples and posting them, like setting them up to auto post? Well, I'm doing a little bit of both. To the, when I started out, I thought I was just going to get up every day and write and then post. But I found that that wasn't going to work very early on, probably the second day. So what I've been doing is I've been writing a few and then auto posting them. But I just have to get it. I have to make sure that I get there in the morning and then tweet them out. But it's been a pretty, pretty cool experience. Uh, a lot. I'm writing a lot after work too. So as soon as everybody leaves, it usually quiets down in my office. So I double check my blog and just to see where I am. And I'll tell you what, I pay attention. It's so easy right now being in January because I'll just look down at the screen. It's like, okay, it's the 19th. So tomorrow is the 20th. So I'm like, okay, 20 out of 365. And it's funny because when I first found out about this, I didn't realize that people were doing a photo a day. That's a oh, lot yeah. easier. I thought people were doing a blog a day. <laughs> so the photos started a while ago too. Those have been going for a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. could do a photo a day. Yeah, and maybe I should have gotten into that first, but we'll see. I mean, hey, <laughs> there's a lot of material out there, so uh, yeah, I appreciate everyone's and, support. And you're putting up some good stuff, so it's it's Thank very you. awesome. It's very awesome. It's nice to read, and it's good to uh, it's good to have a, a it's a good reminder. You know, it's a good push to, to get something out there. Anything out there. <laughs> it's good. It's great. Um, oh, I was looking in the chat room. Peggy George said um, she loves, sorry, it's moving on me. She loves the idea of the tech showcase. They had several in Phoenix, and it was such a great way for the community to learn about the value of technology in the school. Students from Generation Yes ran several sessions showing how they help teachers how to learn how to use um, technology. That's very cool. Was yours a, was yours a, um, was it open for educators, Jess, or was it a community? Um, it was, yeah, we put it out. It was open for um, the community, parents. Um, we did find out that there were two teachers from another district. They would not disclose where they were from. So um, they, they were coming to find out what we were doing, but we had, you know, some grandparents, just some community members that came. Oh, you know what? I have a kid puking. I'll, I'll nope, be back. nope, go, go. Yep, that's okay. Oh, Jess has been having some trouble today with her. One of her munchkins is not feeling well. Oh. Um, I know, poor thing. So, um, I was looking in the on the hashtag, and I was going to say something, but now I can't remember what it was. 
<laughs> thanks, Craig. Craig said freeze. Principal's trying. Principal Sager's trying to read the chat box. We are good. No worries. Thank you, though, Craig. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, we're all kind of getting back. I'll jump in. Uh, my yeah. What's going on with you? Well, my uh, my year 2014 started a little slowly, and I know Jess's did too. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, Jess is in Wisconsin and I'm just outside of Detroit. And uh, we had that polar vortex the week before Eric was on and which was our week back to school. And so we didn't, we didn't go back to school. Uh, we went, we were off Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we went back on Thursday and then we were off again on Friday. So we had four days off that first five day week back. And uh, so last week was our, our real first, um, our real first day back and um, and so it, or the first week back. So it's been a lot of catch up, uh, but our iPads came last week and uh, our, our, um, um, sorry, there's some, there's some boxes going on. Um, our, our iPads came and we are, uh, we're setting them up. I have my meeting on, Thursday with the parents they're gonna go home with the kids and we're going to start that um, we're gonna start that that thing it's awesome so it's about it um, oh and then oh Brad Gustafson says he loves your chess post today spike amazing the difference a teacher can make with special activities and games such as this uh, Peggy says it's a great way to gain support from the community for bonds when they understand how important the tech is for learning. Uh, that's cool. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, you know, my school doesn't do a chess club and my son's school does. And it was really cool to find out just the whole process of uh, how this teacher got it started. And he really, he just does it to help the kids out. You know, he doesn't get paid. It's not a stipend position. And he has, my son goes to a pretty big elementary school, but he has like over a hundred kids that are playing, but only about between five and 10 actually go to the tournaments. So my son just got started getting really into it. So it's really cool. He and I play a lot and I've seen the him with him sticking with it. You know, I'm faced with the, you know, this is pretty cool. Maybe this is something that we should be doing at my school. So I wrote a post about that, I tweeted it out, and uh, if you know Principal L, uh, Sloan Thomas L, he's down in uh, Wilmington, I believe, at a charter school, and he tweeted me back an Ed Week article that's, that was really cool that he wrote about the benefits of chess and how it's helping, especially kids who are in low socioeconomic areas that hadn't previously been exposed to it. So thank you so much for, uh, for that. All right, we are going to hang on one second. Um, I'm going to send out, I already tweeted it, but I'm going to put it in the chat room right now. There is um, just put together a slideshow, a slide share for, um, for Evernote that we're going to jump on and, uh, and kind of go through. She's doing a presentation for her school tomorrow, which is why we had planned on putting it in here and we are going to pull in Mr. Jeffrey Bradbury to uh, join us. In
since the summer. So Jeff, are you here? How's everybody doing today? So much better now that you're here, Jeff. <laughs> Evernote, As I always, got, our knight in shining armor. I got to tell you, Evernote is great. I didn't know anything about Evernote until the summertime when we did a whole episode um, on Tech Educator. I immediately became hooked. In fact, I don't know if Craig and Peggy they remember that episode that uh, Jeff Herb did with us. But it was an amazing, amazing episode where we learned what it was, how to use it, how to manipulate it, and really how to keep it organized. And, you know, since then, I've used it to keep the babies in order. I've used it to um, keep pictures in there, how to organize my notes for all the doctor meetings that we're having. Um, there's an audio recorder in there. So whenever we have our doctor's meetings, I turn on my laptop or open up my phone and I start the audio recorder. So all the meetings that we've been having with our physicians and stuff, I, I have audio for that. Um, I do have to stop and ask, is anybody here playing? Um, I'm getting a little feedback from somebody in, in the show. Um, but yeah, I have that going. All of the documents that my administrators have been sending me for, from school, I have copies of those all in my Evernote. So instead of having to save thousands and thousands of, of, of uh, emails, yeah, I'm hearing double two, guys. I'm not sure where it's coming from. Um, not sure if anybody's watching the show or maybe that's, I don't know. Let me see here. We can do a couple things here. Testing. 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 It's on Spike's end. So anyway, um, it was, uh, so yeah, I've been using Evernote an awful lot for, again, keeping all of my, my documents. I don't have 10,000 emails anymore in my inbox. I have everything completely taken care of and uh, it's all with me all the time. I use it for pictures. I use it for audio. We're trying to sell the house. I have all of our, you know, credit card bills and pay stubs and stuff in there. Once we do the taxes, all I have to do is just open up my Evernote folder and I can give that to our tax guy. It's been a blessing to get to learn. Um, it comes in two varieties. There's a free version and a paid version, but for a year subscription, the, the paid version's 50 bucks. You can't beat it. It's been really, really neat. Um, Curious to learn how you guys are, or at least Teresa, how you're using it as an administrator. Yeah, absolutely. If you take a look at Jess's slide share, if anybody's got it up, and if, if you don't have it up, it's not a huge problem. We'll just kind of go through it. Um, I use Evernote a ton, and I've been using it for quite a few years now. I used it as a teacher and then now as an administrator. And um, I have the paid account because I, when I was a teacher, I had gone through and made all of my materials digital. and that um so that made the paid version worth it for me at that point the paid version was an unlimited upload so it was even better but now it's a gig a month which is still great there's another way that you can get the paid version too and i think it is evernote now has um, post-it notes that are colored mm -hmm. because if you do the colored post-it notes um, you can take a picture of it and automatically tag it as something in evernote and if you purchase a pack of the, um, if you purchase a pack of the post-it notes, you get a free um, month of the Evernote Premium. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, which now, is really cool. Now, the neat part about Evernote Premium is not only do you have more uploads, you can upload more things, 
And, and generally, when you start Evernote, you find that you want to put everything in there or you don't really know what to put in there. I started by putting in PDF documents, like all of my important work papers, all of the things that I give yeah. my kids, I stuck up there. And I'm going to show you guys a little demonstration here of how I'm using it. But the neat thing that they've added is presentation mode. And I'm going to show you guys how I use presentation mode in my school to throw stuff into Evernote, give access to the kids, and also uh, make it available. And I think as far as presentation mode, as an administrator, it is invaluable to be able to put documents up there. I'm so tired of seeing administrators or any presenter get up and then have to go link by link by link by link. And it's it's not professional looking. But through Evernote, you can literally have a beautiful presentation and have all of your documents there quickly and it works. Yeah, before we jump too far into how we're using it, um, I just want to explain a little bit about it. If you don't know what Evernote is, it's as Jeff said, there's a free version, there's a paid version. Uh, the free version is totally worth it. Um, it's free, as my husband says, if it's free, it's worth saving up for. So it's um, Evernote.com and you can download the desktop version, you can use it online, or you can download the iPhone app and the iPad app. They all sync to each other. And all of that is part of the free uh, the free program. So Evernote can be organized. You put things into notes, and then you can create notebook, notebooks, and you can tag things. So you can search by tags. The great thing about Evernote is when you scan something and you put it in, everything becomes searchable. So any of your PDFs become searchable PDFs. I put all of my teachers' lesson plans in here every week. Um, you can take a picture of it, and the picture becomes uh, becomes searchable. I put I put everything you can find in here because then you just go and search for it and it will pull it up. So on the slide share that Jess put together for us, there's a web browser view and there are some screenshots of the apps as well. The notebooks for principals that Jeff, Jess uses for hers, she's got one for walkthroughs, which has a note for each staff member. Remember we said that you can make notes and then you combine them into notebooks. There is a weekly memo notebook. She has a meetings notebook, one for PD learning, one for PD planning, one for professional reading, and one for schedules. You can organize everything with notebooks and with tags. So you can select a notebook or create a tag. You create your new notebooks. You put a title in it. Um, when you create a new note, you can decide which notebook it goes in right away. You can now make task lists. In there, you can use it for reminders. Um, I use OmniFocus for all of my task management, but I know a lot of people who have turned to Evernote for their task management because now it's got a huge, um, it's got a huge new where you can put alarms on different notes and you can put due dates on things. It pops up, it reminds you. It's a great, great service. You can attach documents from your desktop. So if you open a note, a new note, you type in the title of it, you can hit, it's just like an email, you hit the little the little paperclip icon and you can upload um, anything from your desktop. And as long as the total note doesn't exceed 25 megs, you can just keep uploading until it gets to that. You can also, which is my favorite feature of this, is to forward your emails to Evernote. I have every email from every staff member, from every parent, um, anything that I think that I may ever need again, I forward to Evernote. It gives you an email address 
and it's under your account settings. It says email notes too. You add that email address to your contacts and I just have it called Evernote in my contacts. So I will, if I'm replying to an email, I reply to it and then I blind CC my Evernote and it goes right in there. That's a great, great feature of this. There's also information on how to forward emails to your Evernote in the slideshow that Jess put together. Um, you can also, um, Oh, I didn't know this. This is new for me. When you're forwarding emails into Evernote, you can use the at sign, like um, well, the at sign for your notebook name. So if you want to add it to a certain notebook, you put the at and then the name of the notebook, or you can put the pound sign to also tag it as you're emailing it in. So that's very cool because I usually end up with a ton of emails that I have to recategorize later, but that will, will take care of that. Um, hey, and Teresa. Then, yeah, go ahead. I have a question because sure. I'm I'm going to be honest, I'm a little bit lost. Okay. Okay. So like, you know, here I am as the learner here tonight and I really want to, I really want to learn this and I, I could easily just let you to keep going. But so why, let me just ask a question. So why would I want to start down this road? Just tell, like really break it down, like picture me as an unconnected educator who you know, I have emails, I have right. file folders, I've got binders. I mean, come <laughs> on. Here's Evernote. This, if I had to break it down to two things, number one would be the fact that you can save your emails to it immediately. It's a cloud, it's a cloud-based service that you can forward your email right to, and it saves it in there automatically. The second reason is that anything you put in there becomes searchable. So it is so easy to find anything you're looking for because anything that you have forwarded, anything that you have PDF'd and attached, anything that you've scanned in becomes searchable. So if I'm looking for the lunch menu from, you know, or the, or the schedule from 2011 because I needed to see who had which preps when, you just type in lunch menu 2011 or whatever you might have possibly called it. Or if mm -hmm. you're looking for information on a staff member, maybe you need to, um, oh, Peggy brings up a good point. You don't lose everything if your computer or your iPad crashes. Everything's in the cloud. Um, it, it gives you the ability to, I mean, I, we, keep, we even keep receipts in there. So you keep your receipts in there and then I type in the word receipt. And every time I pull up receipt, all of my receipts show up. I'll give you another answer there. It, uh, as she says, not only does it read everything, but it also reads handwriting. Mm-hmm. I don't know, guys. I've got pretty messy handwriting. <laughs> it, 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 trust and me. And pictures. It reads Sam's handwriting, so it reads anything. Um, can I give you guys a little demo? Are you guys okay? Peggy, for that? Yeah. You know what? Right before you do, Jeff, sure. Peggy brings up a really great point. She said the search feature is such a help because you don't have to remember who sent the message or what the subject was. You can type in what you're looking for in the message and it will pull it up. So if you're looking for, um, you know, if you're looking for anything about a situation that happened, you just type in one word that you think might be in there and there it is. And it all, everything comes up and then you can check them. You can merge them. You can save them. Melinda Miller said she was saving everything in Gmail and her Gmail got hacked. So now she saves everything to Evernote. So show us Jeff, show us Jeff. Well, um, I'll give you guys a little demo here. First of all, I'll show what Evernote looks like on a PC. 
And then I'll also show you what it looks like on a Mac. That way you can see why Macs are better than PCs. First of all, I want to bring up the PC version. <laughs> what, is that wrong? Um, no, I agree. So, so <laughs> let me bring up the PC version. This is Evernote on the PC. Now, I got to tell you, you can go to evernote.com and you can log into evernote.com and it looks something similar to this. It's not really colorful. It's not really interactivity. But on the left side here, you do have your shortcuts. You have your notes, your notebooks, your tags. If I go to tags, it shows you all of the things that you've tagged and it shows you how many things that you have. So for instance, if I look at this tag that says cello, I can actually pull up all of the documents that say cello. And for instance, here, I have a ton of PDFs for sheet music. And so my kids can take a look at this, download it, print it, whatever you need to. But it's actually reading two things. It's reading the word cello from this document. It's reading cello from up here. And I've also tugged it as cello. There's an atlas on here. So it actually will tell you where you were when you saved the document. You can see that I was... Uh, over here in North Brunswick, I was up in Camden, I was in Trenton. So a lot of these different places, it actually shows you where were you when you located your stuff. Um, but as you can see, this isn't the most energetic and most active thing possible. Um, let me bring over to you guys the Mac version, and I do that just by flipping the screen over here. Ready for this, Craig? So much nicer looking. Um, this is the Mac version of Evernote. Again, this is this is this is the premium version, but it looks the same. And I'll show you a little bit of a difference between the premium version and the pro version. Um, I have all of my notes. Everything gets set up here. And what I do is whenever I'm writing my homework assignments, let's just say, I write everything into Evernote. So I have all of my classwork that I've done for my grad stuff into here. It's in a folder called APUS because that's where I'm going right now. And so everything is completely here. You can see my tags, you can see the atlas, and you can see notebooks. Now here's the way I'm using Evernote. I actually have all of my students signed up for a free Evernote account. Now, I have the professional version, it's 50 bucks, but I have all of my students signed up for a free account. And you'll notice right here, these are all notebooks and you have your notes in a notebook. Now, Evernote also has a system called a stack, and a stack is more than one notebook. So let's just see over here. I have uh, this stack here. Let's see where this is. Here is a stack that's from an app called File This. And if you're into Evernote, you kind of find all these different apps. So File This is just an app that I found on the iPad. It actually goes in and grabs various documents and puts them all into one. So this is actually taking all my bank statements. But here is what I'm looking at here. This is a stack called Music Theory Students. And you can see that I have all of my kids um, they have created a folder or a, a notebook in their Evernote and they have shared it. So here is this one girl's stuff and you can see right here she has all of her homework assignments that she's done is in here and as soon, just like in a Google Doc, as soon as you put it into their notebook it automatically sends to me. So what does that mean? That means during the class I'm doing an assignment, the kid takes a picture of the board, takes a picture of her homework and then sends it into her Evernote account and then I automatically have her homework and I can grade it, I can share it, I can do whatever with it. And again, as you can see here, they're putting their names on it. And then from there, um, it, it easily comes up. Now, I did tell you that it has presentation mode. So I'm just going to click on presentation mode. And you'll see here it comes into a really, really neat, clear, clean 
presentation. So I can actually look at this homework here. This neat little uh, cursor here kind of follows you around. So if you wanted to say, here is the title, you can do that. I'm gonna click to the left here. Here is some notes that she's taken. And so again, really anything that you want to put in here, whether it be a picture, audio file, anything that you want, here is again, a picture of the board that we wrote up. So I can use this as a presentation tool. I'm gonna to show you how easy this is. I'm gonna go back up to notes and I'm gonna create a new note and I'm gonna call the note principal cast and I can start to type here away. And if I minimize this a little bit, I can actually take that same note and just very easily, I can drag in a picture. And if I want, I can grab another picture. Here's a nice little guy right there. You might know him, Spike. And <laughs> so then on top of that, I also want to take an audio note. Let's say, Spike, I'm coming to your office and we're gonna have a meeting. I can come up here and I can hit the microphone and I can start to record and goes right into the note. So in one note, I've got an audio recording, I've got a picture, I've got some text, and it's very, very easy to do. When I'm finished with it, it automatically syncs up. I can also take a movie of myself. Hello, there you are. So not only can you be taking audio, but you can be taking a video of yourself. Again, think of all the ways that your kids can do this. I can take a snapshot of myself. There's my snapshot. It goes into that. now. Let's say that this is a time-sensitive thing. Like, for instance, my homework, I have time-sensitive to Sunday night. So I'm going to put a reminder that this is due tomorrow. And it's going to come up over here saying I have a homework assignment due tomorrow. And if I wanted to, I can hit the presentation mode. And there is everything that I've done in my notebook. If I, hey, wanted, to, if I wanted to make that into an email, I can certainly do that. Now, here's the cool part. I can post this link to Facebook. I can post this link to Twitter. I can post it to LinkedIn. I can email this note or I can copy this. And I'll show you where that's important. I'm actually gonna do a note for press kit. And the reason I'm doing that is maybe I have a space in here. I actually have a little TeacherCast press kit that has our logo and you guys helped me out with this. It talks a little bit about our broadcasting, et cetera, et cetera. But what I actually can do is I can open up that particular note in my browser and here is the Evernote note of my little TeacherCast press kit with everything here. So you can see for free, your students can get in, they can create an account, they can put their homework up and essentially they've made a website from this Evernote document. And they can put pictures and sound and there is a really neat little project of take a video of yourself, take a picture of yourself, record your thing, put it into Evernote, post it online and now everybody has that to grade. Um, Lots of really, really neat things. And so that's just really the tip of the iceberg going on to here. Again, um, you can do that with the free version. You can also do that with the paid version. Um, yes, Mike, go ahead. Hey, I was going to say, you know, you were on such a roll there. I mean, I, I could see why your your students like it, you know, your music students, because Evernote, you know, you get it like the clef oh, and the sorry. notes and stuff. But um, oh. no, really what I wanted to say was uh, the, the chat room is on fire. I was just going to say that. You are have done a, an amazing job. And what I wanted to do is just kind of point out some of the things yeah. and some questions that they have. Um, Margaret uh, said her favorite feature is the add-on. Um, the web.
clipper. Which is the web clip and you know what? The web clipper is awesome. You can put it in your browser and it works on Firefox or Chrome or Safari. And so if you're on, that's another thing you can do with Evernote is you can save websites. Yes. So if you are on a website and you like what it is, you can hit you can hit the web clipper and it clips either the whole page or just the link. It gives you the option as soon as you hit it. And not only um, just so that, it's Teresa, a, it's a fantastic way to do it. Not just the link and not just the page. It'll actually just clip the article. So for whatever reason, let's say Spike, you write mm -hmm. a blog post that's really long and it paginates, meaning it has like, you know, page one, page two, page three right. of that blog. It'll actually take the entire blog from pages one to pages five It'll strip out all the garbage and it'll just give you the thing. In fact, let me show you here. Web clips. Um, um, While Jeff's doing that, yeah. um, you can, uh, Melinda was saying she's using, we talked a little bit earlier about taking a picture of a different colored post-it note and it tags it. You can set it up in the settings where if you take a picture of something on green paper, for example, it categorizes it as your grocery list. If you put it on as a yellow piece of paper, it's a to-do. If you put it on as a pink piece of paper, it's you know whatever you want it to be. Uh, Melinda uses that, and she said that she uses the green ones for her grocery list, which is a great idea. She also said that she has her office copy machine set up so that it can scan and email it so it goes right to her Evernote from the office copy machine. You know, one of the other questions that was on there and uh, Peggy George actually did a great job of answering mm -hmm. it. Looks like she went right to the site, but yeah. the question was, are there age restrictions on Evernote? And what, what Peggy found was that Evernote is not currently directed to children and we expect that uh, used by children will only be done with the guidance and supervision and consent of their parents, guardians, or school officials. So I don't know if anyone in the elementary world has ventured into utilizing Evernote because Jeff, when he's referring to his students, they are at, in high school. Right, right. That's true. But I got to tell you, it is, is pretty amazing, ex especially with the email thing. Um, let me pull this up real quick. What I've been doing is every time I get coupons, I save the coupons into Evernote. So here's all my Babies R Us coupons. I mean, everything that we're doing here is completely yeah. Evernoted. And so that way, all I have to do is go up to the cashier and show them my iPhone or whatever. And here's the, here's the barcode. You know, can I have some diapers? Everything is just complete and simple yeah. here you can see here um every time you put a picture in it's just so easy you can name the pictures of course you can change all the files but literally i have all of those precious baby moments that we've had saved here um tags are great there is one thing that they started and, and i don't work for evernote but but they have this evernote market where you yeah. know again you've got this awesome scan snap evernote edition scanner I got to tell you, it's a couple hundred bucks, but Sam Patterson was able to get a hold of one of these and he did a few really cool demos on it. Maybe Peggy can grab his, uh, his links there, but literally I've seen it. You put a hundred sheets in that thing and within 90 seconds, it scans all of your stuff into Evernote and you but have what's it. the difference between this scanner and the regular scan snap? Cause I have a scan snap. This goes directly into scan. Evernote. So does mine. Then I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And most of the scanning um, things now have a setting that it can scan right to Evernote. Yeah. ScanSnap is another really great thing. Uh, if you are looking for a scanner, ScanSnap is an amazing scanner. I've had mine for three or four years now. 
I used it for, um, excuse me, I used it for, for digitizing my classroom and I taught music. Mm-hmm. Um, everything that I have is digitized now. I use it for, for I, I play piano and I use it for scanning my music, but it is, it's a great, um, it's a great partner to the Evernote software. Now, Spike, uh, I'm going to say one more from thing the here. Chat room. Go ahead. Will the stores accept those scan coupons? Yes, because it's just a barcode. Yeah, they do. No, I'm not they saying. Do. A I'm lot not... of times, if it's a one use only. Yeah. Sometimes they have some stores have a have a thing on it, but for the most part, they do. Now, the one thing about Evernote is it's great on its own. It's even more powerful when you match it up with something. For instance, if you're on an iPad, go to the App Store and just type in Evernote. There's got to be about 25 different amazing apps. There's an app called Hello, and it's basically it's a business card scanner. So you scan in the business card. The picture of the business card goes into Evernote. Because Evernote reads the text, it'll actually then put it into your contacts. And then if you want, it'll also connect the person to you on LinkedIn. There's an app called Evernote Food, which if you take a, you know, you can take a picture of your food mm-hmm. and t- you can type in there where you are, where it is. Because of course, while you're using Evernote, it's keeping track of your geography. So you can say, all right, I took a picture of this. I want to do this. It'll find recipes for you. It'll uh, allow you to do your own. There's an app called Skitch, which basically helps you analyze or annotize PDFs. Um, one of the neat apps that I use and I don't know if you guys have heard of this one. It's called If This Then That. But it is basically, it's a free tool out there, but basically it's a it's a recipe builder. If you do this, then something else happens. And I mean, that's another topic. We did a tech educator on that well. But basically the way I have my stuff set up is if I favorite a tweet, then that tweet goes into my Evernote. Or if I retweet you, Mm -hmm. then that goes into the Evernote. Or, Spike, for you, if I save a Google Doc, then the link to that Google Doc goes into Evernote. So you can really use something like If This and That to go and really automate your, your office. If I take a picture with my camera, then that picture will automatically get posted to Flickr, Instagram, or... Evernote. And so that way everything is there. Or it's things like if someone, right, or if someone tweets about you, or if someone posts to your Facebook page, or if someone adds a photo to your Twitter account or tweets you with a photo, you can have it saved to your Evernote or saved to your Dropbox or whatever. Sounds so it's a good crazy. way to archive, archive things. Um, that's, right. Jeff, I'm glad that you mentioned the sketch. Oh, sorry, Spike, go ahead. No, that's okay. Keep going. Keep going. I have one. Also, I'm, it's, I'm it's, glad you mentioned it, it's if the kids are puking, then the wife takes care of it. It's a really, really neat recipe that we have there. Yeah, poor Jeff. Um, the Evernote sketch is, you know, as Jeff was mentioning, it's a, it's a, an app that goes along with Evernote, but it is one that allows you to annotate the PDFs that are already in there. I know a lot of people use Sketch to do classroom observations, walkthroughs, things like that. I know that they do, um, Jess uses it a lot. Um, and Melinda says she loves Sketch too. It's a really good, um, a really good part of Evernote and it's a, it's a good companion to Evernote. It's good for, if you're doing things like with Jeff, if you've got kids turning in their homework, it's a good way to annotate the homework 
um, grade it, and then turn it back. Now, the only so the only a, downside really to the only program. downside to that is it's not a Google Doc. You can't add to the kids' work. You know, we just we just did a tech educator show on on Doctopus and and Google Strips and stuff like that. Where you know, obviously with a Google folder, I can put something in your Google folder. It's not that the kids put their homework in the Evernote, and basically at that point, I check off yes, I check off no. I'm not doing homework assignments there that I have to hand grade. It's basically the did you do it or not. But Spike, you know, to make a Evernote folder, save that onto the internet. And all of your important things that you want your teachers to have, you put in that doc. You don't have to email everybody. You have full control over it. If you want to add a daily audio, you can certainly do that. And the people can go to a certain link and uh, have full access to it. It's There's just an, an unlimited amount of things to do it. And I got to tell you guys, I can't believe I'm talking about this because over the summertime, I did see some of these big Evernote people do their presentations. I went to the Evernote presentations at ISTE. I had no idea what it was all about, even after listening to it. And uh, I guess it just took being on the other end of the Tech Educator podcast to uh, to go, wow, this is pretty cool. And once you got it, it is addicting because everything Spike can go in there. All the pictures yeah. that you take of your kids can go up there very easily. You don't have to worry about syncing anything. It just happens. As a teacher, I took every piece of paper that my principal or anyone in the school district sent us, and I automatically scanned it. It went right into Evernote. I did it at the end of the day, every day. And then I had it searchable wherever I was. So I didn't have to remember, oh, I left that at work, or oh, I don't know what time this starts, or I don't know where this is, because it was always there. As an administrator, I scan anything that everyone gives me. So if the teachers, I ask the teachers to send me a copy of their newsletter. So if they do it electronically, I forward it to Evernote. If they give it to me via paper, I scan it in and put it in Evernote. But that way I have copies of everything. They're in my lesson plan folder. They're in my newsletters folder. They're in my observations folder. But they're all in the same place, which is really nice. Um, we are wrapping up here on our um, on our our usual 45 minutes uh, that we like to to usually stop. So I think we're going to call Evernote good at this point. Um, there's you, I mean, we could talk about it forever. It's an amazing program. You can do so much with it. Um, Peggy George says that Wes Fryer uses Sketch all the time for images he creates for his blog posts. And she's also got the link to it's evernote.com slash sketch and if you just go to evernote.com it shows you all of the apps that come along with it across the bottom oh and melinda says she used sketch today to text on a picture of her kids skating yeah that's super cute and just for the um, record you don't have to buy the to, upgrade but for 50 bucks you get so much more out of it and yeah what's 50 a year, bucks for a year yeah 50 dollars a year it's totally worth it there's no question. It's totally, totally worth it. And then if you don't like it, you cancel it, but everything still stays on there. So it's not like you lose the space if you don't, if you don't use it again. Um, so something awesome is a uh, is we're kind of revamping it with this new season. Uh, whereas before we say we shared something awesome about uh, an article, something like that, we've decided to move it to an app or a tech tool that we utilize as. Um, as administrators. And as I mentioned before, Jess's was Evernote Sketch. So Spike, would you please share with us what your something awesome is for this week? 
I don't have an app to share this week. So my technology share is podcasts. And the more that I've been doing podcasts, the more I've been listening to other podcasts. And I'm learning so much. And I think it's helping me to understand this medium a little bit better. And I've gotten definitely more into it. And I'm hoping that that's going to spread to my school because we've had a few podcasts. And I know that when you look at 21st century skills and even our transition to the common core, there's a big piece in there about, you know, digital storytelling, podcasting, you know, writing, you know, for the 21st century. So I'm hoping that by doing this, that then I can teach the teachers that can then start teaching the students a little bit more about this art form. So I learn every week and even tonight, I mean, I don't think I had much to add and I really tried to just listen and follow the links because there's so much to learn. And through podcasting, it's an easy way to be able to just learn something new. And I've transitioned basically out of listening to radio and I even used to have uh, serious radio. I don't even listen to that anymore. I just listen to podcasts. Yeah, you know what, there, and, and we learn from each other, which is awesome. Even, you know, even the three of us, you know, we don't, we don't all know everything. This is why we, this is why, why we're a good group together, I think, is because we can help each other. Uh, Peggy says it's really the best way to learn about podcasts is to listen to lots of them, including student podcasts. Um, Brian, Brian, I'm going to butcher your name, and I'm so sorry. Uh, Brian's. Gruzniaki, I'm so sorry, um, says, what about podcasting a parent group meeting for parents who can't make the meeting? And you know, we actually discussed that in part of, in one of our um, groups is doing a Google Hangout for the people who can't make it and then recording it. Uh, or for those who, who don't attend because maybe they don't know what it's about or they don't know, um, you know, they're not sure. I know that Go ahead. I know that Joe Mazza, uh, when he was principal at Knapp Elementary School, they used to do something like that where they were podcasting their HSA or Home and School Association meetings oh. or PTA. So I know that um, if I put that out there, I'm sure Joe will let you know how that goes or I'll tweet him out to see if we can uh, get that link forwarded. But they were doing a really good job of uh, making sure that parents who weren't there were able to access that. That's really good. There's also, um, you know, it's also good for, uh, Chris says you could create a, a weekly or biweekly program similar to a fireside chat. That's true. I used to use podcasting in school um, when I was teaching because I was a music teacher and I had the same, um, the same classes over and over and over again. But a lot of the kids were missing things either because they were getting pulled out for reading or because they were sick or whatever. So we, I would podcast my lessons. Um, I also had um, my vocal cords were stripped and I couldn't speak for six weeks. And then I got back into school and they were still healing. So I couldn't do a lot of talking. And that was part of the therapy was they said, you should do these podcasts. So you record it the first time and then you can play it back to the kids who need to hear it again. And that was really cool. Um, but it's nice to be able to hold it, to have it for, for students who maybe aren't there or who are, or, you know, like I've told my teachers, record your instructions when you're doing a big project or, um, or a long, you know, something that, that you 
takes a lot of explanation, record it, put it on your website, and then they can listen back to it again. You know, it's not a podcast per se, but it's a way to use it and to show them what it's used for. Um, and they can also be those, used for yeah. uh, staff meetings too. I know yes. that, you know, if you're going to, you're going to flip a staff meeting or something like that, it's just an easy way to get some information explained, like you said, uh, Teresa. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, my uh, something awesome for this week is in getting ready for our iPad pilot, I discovered this, it's called smartappsforkids.com. And if you don't subscribe to it, they have a weekly newsletter or a daily newsletter, I'm sorry, that um, that goes out and it's they have it for um, iPads or for iOS devices as well as for Android devices. But it is, um, it's a website, you can, you go to it and it gives you all of these all of these apps that at one point were paid and now are free. And they have a lot of autism apps. They have a lot of special education apps and they have a lot of apps that like, for, for instance, there was one on Friday that was a Shakespeare app. It had the complete works of Shakespeare for, um, it was originally 9.99 and it was free. So we sent out a message to all of our parents asking them to download it so that when the kids got the iPads, they had it on there but the teachers keep an eye on it. They're usually only free for a day or maybe two, so it's kind of hard, but if you can get a great app for free, it's totally worth watching. So like I said, they have, um, it's a website, but they have an email that goes out. And so um, so I would, I would definitely check it out. Our principles to follow on Twitter, Spike. Well, I'm going, New Jersey tonight. I'm bringing it back to the Garden State. <laughs> and my principal to follow is Bruce. And I'm going to really make sure that I pronounce his name correctly, but it's Arichio. Nope. He is. Try it again. Oh. Arcurio. 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 Yep. Uh, I know him simply as Bruce or at principal arc and that is the at sign principal arc he has a really good post out that he just did on unannounced observations and he and i had uh, a good discussion this afternoon because there's pros and cons to doing unannounced observations so i uh, just wanted you to all check him out he's a great principal great leader and i really like learning from him how about you teresa Peggy says, New Jersey principles. Woot. Very cool. <laughs> well, you know, that happens. <laughs> Way to bring it back. Well done, Spike. Well, just I'm... to let you know, not, not he doesn't live in New Jersey, but he's a principal in New Jersey. Last week, our guest, uh, Eric Scheninger, we, we have adopted him in New Jersey. As... <laughs> but he's, his school is in... It's in New Jersey. He lives in he Staten Island. Right. Okay. Yeah. Very good. I saw some. I saw some photos of him and his wife at some wineries in California, and I was so jealous this week. Yes, <laughs> they were in places that were warm and very nice, and oh, <laughs> it's cold. Um, Spike and Bruce need an ed camp. You need an ed camp in the summer. Oh yeah, we maybe have an ed camp, but it's in it's in November. Uh, this is my um. My, uh, given that I'm on, I'm on iPad mode this week, this is another, uh, another thing that's really good for, 
for um, administrators and for some parents too. It's called Balefire Labs, B-A-L-E-F-I-R-E-L-A-B-S. And what they do is they take education apps and they use objective science-based criteria guiding parents and teachers to pre-K through 12 education, educational apps with great instructional quality and usability design. So it's a paid service, but they give you a two-day free trial so that you can check out anything that you want. But it's really cool because you go onto the site and they give you, you know, you pull um, a grade level and you pull a subject area and then they give you this huge graph with all of these different topics up at the top and, you know, like check marks, like you're comparing things at Best Buy, you know, like what has which features. And it does that for all of the apps that they have found in the app store. And so it's a really cool thing if you are someone who's starting a program, an iPad program, or um, just trying to look at, you know, which, which apps would be more educational so that you're not spending so much time. I mean, you could spend forever trying to, to weed through educational apps online. So depends on, you know, what you feel like your time is worth. I want to say it's 30, $30 a month, maybe. Um, I didn't pay for the paid edition, but um, I was seriously contemplating it because it, you know, it, like I said, it depends on what you're looking for and what you need it for. But it's very, very cool. cool. Hey, Jeff, do you have anybody that you'd like to give a shout out to tonight and recommend to follow? Absolutely. I, I would love to throw a couple plugs out there if it's possible. Um, we have somebody here in the house, as they say, who would be great as an edu follow, if that's a, an official term right now. But I do want to bring up the one, the only, the great, the powerful, the mighty, the funny hat wearing. Mr. Craig Yen, who is out there every single week helping us out. He's <laughs> he's a teacher. He's an administrator, wannabe. He's a great person. And I found out some amazing things. First of all, you can follow him at Craig Yen, C-R-A-I-G-Y-E-N. He only has so much time on his hands, but he spends it helping us out. You can, of course, check out his Twitter follow, followers right here. And not only is that, he also is very active on Google+. And he also seems to have The Daily Show. But I didn't know everything about Craig until I did a LinkedIn search. And I also found out, get this one, Craig is on the senior staff at Lockheed Martin. And he also lives, has, he's leading a double life in the uh, Washington, D.C. metro area. So not only is he a fifth grade teacher in California, but he's also in the senior staff at Lockheed Martin. Craig, I want to know how you do that. And uh, second of all, can Lockheed Martin sponsor some of TeacherCast? I think those are two very important questions, guys. But uh, that's my edu follow for the day. And I want to say thank you out there, everybody, for, uh, for watching us this week. Craig has also been uh, incredibly, besides being probably our number one cheerleader. He's also been, as you can see, if you're in the chat room, very helpful in uh, in keeping us up to date on the score of the football game because we are not watching it or weren't watching it while it was going on because we were starting the show. So thank you, Craig, for, for always being the man to help us out. And it wouldn't be a Principal Cast podcast without thanking our awesome well, he was a co-host tonight, but he's more of our producer, and he helps us out so much. TeacherCast, Jeff Bradbury. You can find him on Twitter, at TeacherCast. Make sure to follow his blogs. At, um, 
www.teachercast.net. And then also for any podcast, teachercast.tv. He is an amazing resource. There is so much information on his websites, his blogs, and also his podcast that we highly recommend that you follow and engage with him. And were it not for him, we would not be where we are. So thanks again, Jeff, for everything that you do. Teresa, Jessica, who's taking care of her sick child. And once again, Jeff, thank you. And everybody out there, thank you so much. Next week, guess what? We will be here at the same time, the same place. And I'm sure you are all wondering, what are we actually going to be doing next week? <laughs> we are, Spike. Are you holding them in, uh, in suspense? Well, yeah, I guess I can let it go. Um, episode 16 will be featuring staff weekly memos and why to have them online, a blog, or what to include. So make sure to check out our next episode, that's Principal Cast number 16 on January 26th at 9.30 on teachercast.tv. Thank you all for coming and everyone.